This is an RNZ podcast. And just to repeat that news that is just breaking, Todd Muller has resigned as leader of the opposition. He has issued a statement saying, it's become clear to me that I'm not the best person to be the leader of the opposition and leader of the New Zealand National Party at this critical time for New Zealand. For that reason, he said he was stepping down as leader effectively. And we'll be bringing you more on this breaking story throughout the problem. It's 18 minutes to eight. Philippa Tolley on RNZ National's morning report on Tuesday with a slight slip there, but a problem it certainly was for the National Party. At that very moment, its MPs were on an emergency group call to discuss how to handle it. They decided on a caucus meeting at 7pm that night in Wellington, before which they all agreed to say nothing about who might want those top jobs and who they would back to take them. Though that didn't stop the media asking them about that at every step of their journeys to Parliament that day, as we'll hear. In the absence of MPs to comment on that, though, familiar political pundits who've been doing overtime lately did pick up the phone. On the line now is Ben Thomas, a public relations consultant and a former National Government Press Secretary. Good morning to you. Morning, Gail. No one saw this coming, no one at all, did they? Uh, I did not see this coming. Um, I think the furthest reaches of left Twitter were suggesting that Muller would resign over the events of last week. So, you know, congratulations to them. But who really cares whether people on Twitter guessed right or wrong? However, Ben Thomas wasn't the only one with Twitter on his mind at that moment. It has been crazy. <laughs> Literally every day there seems to be something new, something fresh coming out of out of the beehive and out of the um, parliament mm. at the moment. It's fascinating. We've got to keep the kids interested on Twitter. And we'd love to know what you think as well. Is this a good move for National? Who would you like to see jump into the hot seat perhaps? The hosts of TVNZ's breakfast show there, taking in the news. And within minutes of it breaking, some journalists were polling their own followers on Twitter about who should be the National Party's next leader. While reporters got to work on compilations of the gaffes and missteps during Todd Muller's 53 days in charge, and there were a few to choose from in just the previous seven days, after a while, some wondered precisely why Todd Muller had quit at that time. And about 20 minutes after the news broke, TVNZ's political editor Jessica Much Mackay was keen to point out this to her viewers. I think the most important line in his statement that he sent out about half an hour ago is the role has taken a heavy toll on me personally and on my family and this has become untenable from a health perspective. Later that day, New Zealand Herald political editor Audrey Young wrote bluntly that Todd Muller had had a mental breakdown and that other politicians had recognised the breaking point. I mean, I am impressed with quite a few of the statements coming out from other leaders, um, you know, it's sort of a sense of compassion that this guy was possibly didn't realise the pressures of the job. However, not everyone was completely sympathetic. In a rapidly written opinion piece, Massey University Professor of Politics Richard Shaw said that Todd Muller quitting like this was symptomatic of a toxic political culture in New Zealand. What is it about the way we do this most human of activities that can cause someone this level of distress? What price do we expect people who put themselves forward for public office to pay? Is our politics broken? Good questions, but what might actually help? On RNZ's panel that afternoon, Professor Shaw offered this. Maybe what we need was, is a less personalised form of right. politics, one in which the political discourse is less attacking of a person. The ideas, I think, have to be up for grabs. Now, Professor Shaw wasn't pointing the finger at the media as part of the problem of personalised politics that he talked about there, but as this week unfolded, their intense focus on personalities leading our political parties was clear to see. And in hindsight, the unsettling effect of that could be seen on TVNZ's Sunday show the previous weekend. 
Do you also have to have a steely sort of backbone for this job? You do need steel, and I have it. When TBNZ's Rebecca Wright visited Mr and Mrs Muller at home in Tauranga recently, she sensed the couple's discomfort when confronted by the cameras straight away, even when he was just checking out the fridge. Emil, what surprised you about this time? What weren't you expecting? Um, this. <laughs> <laughs> They're nervous about the media scrutiny. Right, what have we got here? Even over what's for dinner. Is that appropriate? Is that, like, OK? And, you know, I'm still traumatised by the hat. <laughs> Last Tuesday, Nationals MPs clearly did not relish cameras and microphones confronting them as they made their way through airports and to Parliament. Is there any other job except perhaps professional sport where employees get pursued like that when their boss decides to quit? MP Nathan Guy was pictured on Prime TV's news bulletin that night sprinting away from a reporter outside Parliament, though they didn't explain exactly why. But a few MPs were willing to engage while giving nothing away. Judith Collins, for example, said this outside Parliament when she was asked by reporters how she reacted to the news of her leader quitting. Oh, I might have said a rude word. Which word? Oh, quite a big one. There we go. <laughs> That encounter was broadcast on NewsHub's website in full after an earlier one with Judith Collins at Auckland Airport on the way down, dragging her baggage through the terminal. And NewsHub was determined to stick to the story and the MPs involved in it to the bitter end on Tuesday night, even though those MPs stuck firmly to the collective no-comment policy. I've done a quick ring around of all of those six leadership contenders, Nikki Kay, Amy Adams, Simon Bridges, Paula Bennett, Judith Collins, Mark Mitchell. Unsurprisingly, none of them answered their phone, except for Nikki Kay, who accidentally answered and swiftly when she realised what she'd done, hung up on me. None of them are saying anything, but Paula Bennett was spoken to one of our reporters who's out on the scene outside of Parliament at airports, just spoken to her again, and Paula Bennett isn't either ruling out a tilt at the leadership nor resigning from politics. And we've also spoken to Amy Adams for the first time today. She's not making any comment and she's not ruling out a tilt at the leadership either. That was one of three live crosses to NewsHub's political editor Tova O'Brien during NewsHub at 6 that night before the caucus meeting had even begun. At 7.30 NewsHub kicked off a live online special which ran right through the evening until they got a result. Mike McRoberts' laptop didn't make it all the way through but Tova O'Brien did and having press secretary Janet Wilson on speed dial paid off with early confirmations of the leadership change via text and Tova O'Brien said the choice of Judith Collins promised an epic election ahead and the pundits and PR professionals who helped NewsHub fill the airtime that night saw all this not as a contest of ideas but a contest of two leaders' personalities. Josie Pagani, for instance, put it like this. You kind of go, well, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, you know, who's going to be more fun at a party? Some people are going to think that. Some people are going to think, actually, this is game on. Uh, This is a real difference here. So all she has to do, because she's got that crusher thing really built in, she's tough, she's mean, uh, you know, she's the cat that plays with a nearly dead mouse, you know, all of that stuff. She's got all of that built in. All she has to do is kiss one baby and cuddle one puppy, and they'll all go, my God, she's kind as well. Now that's colourful stuff, but some people don't think the difference between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker is actually real or relevant to our politics, and many people aren't interested in whether Judith Collins would hug a puppy or torture a mouse. Meanwhile, NewsHub's Jenna Lynch reckoned that Judith Collins' battle-ready tongue could be decisive. 
she can take on Jacinda Ardern um, in in a way that they that they never could. It, it is in the little gestures, but it's also just that cutting tongue of hers. She has ta basically taken out one of Jacinda Ardern's ministers. She took out Phil Twyford on housing. She is battle ready to go into uh, into battle with Jacinda Ardern. And having said that name recognition that Judith Collins enjoys would be critical to the election campaign to come, Trish Sherson said the other quality needed was this. If you're quite crass about it, what you're looking for in, in this person is someone with more front than a rat with a gold tooth. <laughs> I mean, they really have to be able to, to let it all wash over them. Whoever they choose ha has to really, really want this and really love it. Now, many pundits and reporters really seem to want Judith Collins as leader of National because of the prospect of a personality-driven campaign box office drama ahead. And unlike her predecessor, Judith Collins seems to relish the spotlight. But when the party's MPs, who were ranked second and third last Monday morning, both quit on Friday morning, pundit Ben Thomas said, in Nikki Kay's case, the media might be part of the reason why. Having had her own health worries... If she's just come from the very high-stress position of being the deputy leader, seen Todd Muller's own health concerns, while she's dealing with that, she has reporters apparently peeking over her fence into her lounge room, uh, you know, reporting the contents of her kitchen table. You could understand why she might just say, you know what, why am I, why am I putting myself through this? Well, that was a reference to a stuff story published on Tuesday morning, which said Nikki Kay could be seen from about 8.30am pacing up and down, talking on her phone, with fresh flowers laying on the kitchen table. Now, that detail is no longer in that online story. Stuff probably realised that looking inside a politician's house is not a good look. But the same story also said this. People walking past Kay's home expressed sympathy for her plight. One woman, walking her dog, suggested Kay should have been at the top of the ticket, rather than Muller. Now that every woman and her dog has had a say in the media, on Todd Muller, Nikki Kay and others in opposition, let's hope the media focus swings out to the bigger issues than the party leaders' personalities before an election that could be critical for our post-COVID future.